I'm Dan Walters. And I'm Anthony Peters. This is the No Ideas Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode nine of the No Ideas Podcast. Um, today's episode is with the artist Ian Stevenson. Uh, Ian, if you don't know his work, it's amazing. Uh, like these naive, faux naive drawings. All the characters are wonky, and they're—I don't know—it's a whole universe that he's created in his mind. If you don't know his work, after this or during this, go check him out on Instagram. Yeah, we had a had an amazing journey up there, didn't we? Just uh, the usual beautiful sunny day. Southwest London, in the suburbs, yeah. Yeah, it was was almost like not being in London at all. It was. Uh, And then we rocked up at the house and got attacked by his dog Buddy, the tiniest dog. We didn't really get attacked. Beautiful little thing. Um, Very sweet dog. Um, Yeah. So when we got there, Ian was making us an amazing salad in the kitchen. Um, Unfortunately, the radio station he had on was really shit, wasn't it? It was it's like Heart FM or something. It was, it was playing awful. Boyzone and stuff. And he kept apologising for it, but he didn't change didn't, it. Didn't change it at all. <laughs> uh, this is the first time we had a rider. Ian asked us what we wanted, and we asked for some eighties chocolate. So he got us some uh, Snickers bars. Yeah, Snickers each, formerly we... Marathon. Yeah, they helped we... us on our journey home, didn't they? They certainly did. Um, so then we went upstairs. Uh, that sounds <laughs> not <laughs> that like sounds that. Pretty dodgy. His lounge was upstairs. Uh, so we went up, set up, and uh, got to talking about Ian's work. That's right, uh, Buddy the dog. You hear him at the beginning. Uh, wants wanted to be on the podcast, so you'll hear him snuffling around here or there. Um, and after the recording, uh, Ian showed us around some of his um, prints and things like this, but also told us that he's been prepping. For uh, Brexit. <laughs> and, uh, He'd done a big shot for Brexit, hadn't he? Yeah, but like he'd eaten most of it and uh, Brexit's <laughs> not even happened yet. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy episode number nine. Yeah, Buddy wants to be on the on the podcast. Right, buddy, let's he's take is he on? He's okay, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. It's fine, isn't it? Just, have, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I guess we're gonna have to mention buddies. Yeah. Buddies in the podcast today. Okay. Right, yes. So you might hear some strange just noises. Like the stranger the better, really. <laughs> yeah. Because I was hoovering earlier and it's like he was talking, but like in a sort of really weird, growly <laughs> kind of way. I was like, if you could just that bit over Turn there. that into words. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, you can do it. Come on. You're like, no, you're just an animal. Oh, he's trying though. In his mind, he was. Just, if only you could understand was, my words. I'm going to read a little intro. Okay. To uh, can't see it. No. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll welcome you onto the pod. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready, buddy? Today's guest is a man with a beard. An illustrator and artist living in London and a purveyor of twisted and humorous drawings and typographic artworks. His work has appeared on art prints, found objects, rubbish, old chairs, skips and bins on the streets of the UK and beyond. His work is full of simple ideas and strangely familiar characters, all executed with a sense of wit and a large helping of twisted realism. He's said of his own work, if it needs me to help explain it, then I've not done it right. Well, unfortunately, today we are asking you to explain things. Oh, dear. Well, welcome to the show, Ian. 
Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we say? Yeah. In our, in our um, research, we it took us a while to actually work out that you were still doing illustration work because we found an afterlife expert and a, a psychiatrist. Oh, yes. Canadian psychiatrist. I know. And that afterlife, so he believes in reincarnation and he, well, he's dead now. <laughs> so I wonder if it worked out for him, like if he is actually back or... But he was the only expert that would be able to tell if he'd come back from well, that's the dead. It. Or maybe it is me, but we were, like, we were alive at the same time, so no, that, that doesn't work. The spirit could have gone into you. Oh, that Tuesday night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you remember when you went all a bit weird? <laughs> it was around the time the other Ian Stevenson. Oh, he yeah, entered you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any of our listeners, there's going to be a few noises today because there's a, a beautiful little dog called Buddy um, and he's occasionally chewing up a fluffy turkey next to us. But he's part of the gang and he's in it for the duration. Good yeah. afternoon. It's probably buddy. either that or barking. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, we always start at the beginning. So, can you tell us a bit about childhood and where you grew up? Okay, right. Yes. Yeah, so, I grew up in Leicester, in the suburbs. I suppose very. I was very normal. Everything was very normal, but I, I, I didn't really understand it. Like the whole world, I still don't understand it now. But like, but back then, I really didn't get it. Everything was just very normal. Went to school, learned all the academic things you're supposed to learn. Yeah, and and and, but kept getting steered towards doing creative things or not getting a normal job. Like I just, I just hate the idea of just getting a normal job. I, I wish, in some ways, I had just done that. Like it would have been a lot easier. But um. I just can't do it. So just kept drawing and doing things and doing the things you're not supposed to do. Were you always a bit sort of contrary or deep no, in that No, way you when I was growing up, I was completely like uh, top top grades, A grades, like just being super, following all the rules and doing everything. And then started to just realise that this it didn't really get me it didn't get me into the place where I wanted to go, so um, I, I think I've just started to kick up more and more of a fuss, more and more I get confidence, just keep trying to rock the boat of what you're supposed to do. Do you have any siblings? Uh, one sister. Okay. Is she older or younger? She's younger. But yeah, the whole family, they're not creative at all. It's all They're very normal. What did your folks do as jobs? They, um, Dad's a painter and decorator, Mum works in the NHS. Very normal. Yeah. Do you get back and see them much? Not really. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I just, I don't really go, but I don't like going back to Leicester. Like, it just reminds me of that world. Yeah. Yeah. What were, what would your options have been then from from school? Oh, well, I suppose... Work-wise, what well, would work you have gone into in the local industries? Well, no, I, I always, I, so I was going towards, I was being creative, but then also getting the getting the grades. So I sort of thought what I'm supposed to do is I ended up going towards architecture and got on a degree course and then went there for like, I think a couple of weeks. And I was just like, this is, this just something didn't feel right. I'd moved out of house, had a house, sort of put, um, 
paid all the rent up for a, for a property. So, so fully on this course, and then after two weeks, I was like, "This is awful. What have I done?" Like it almost sort of like up until that point, I've been working towards becoming an architect, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go and do this thing, and everyone will be happy. I've got a job that's like everyone respects and goes, "Oh, isn't he clever?" And um, and then I started to do it, and I was like, "This this doesn't feel right." And then uh, then went and did a so left, even though. I'd We'd, I'd moved out of home, got uh, put all the money into renting, renting this property, and then did a foundation course, and just sort of they went, well, we'll have a have a moment, and just sort of step back, do a fa- art, art foundation course, and just just try lots of art things and, and see which see which works. Where did you do your um, architecture degree? That it was in Leicester. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's so that's why. So I've moved out of home to do the degree, but um, yeah, so we spent a lot of money on that, and then I left that so uh but it was quite nice to move out of, out into the city to sort of move out yeah. of home because yeah it's horrible living at home isn't it? was it what just <laughs> you just did you just want to get out and get it, into it, another city just quite to have on. A, a world where i could have my own rules yeah yeah did you enjoy anything about school or did you have like great friends there or uh i i had some good friends um yeah, I suppose no. I had some good times, but not not the school system. I didn't like school. Really, even though I managed to tick all the boxes and get all the grades, I I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way they taught us. I didn't like what we were learning. There's a lot of it. I don't think it was. It didn't teach me how to live, how to or how to be happy for a start off, but how to actually live in the world. It teaches you to just sort of like learn things that aren't useful, like in, in how to live and be happy. Like, just like oh, you've learned yeah. this, you've, you've been educated, but you haven't, been learned, you haven't been taught how to think and enjoy life. It's just, you're just ticking boxes. Were there any... So no, I hated it. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any, any redeeming teachers? Oh, or actually, like no, that all right, math, the maths teacher was good. He, I'm quite good at maths and the way he taught was really good. I, I I respected him. The rest I didn't I didn't really like them, but he he could sort of he seemed to teach things properly, and it went into my brain. It was like oh, that makes sense. What the way he said things, the way he taught things, was like right, you make sense. And the others were, others were like in a different. I either I was in a different world or they were in a different world. Probably me, but it just didn't make any sense. Why I was learning it. And the way they were teaching it. Did you question like, a lot of stuff then? Only in my own head. Were but you brought up to question stuff? Was no, it just always... Was, no, this is just me, like, just going, like, there's something wrong here. This isn't This isn't right, is it? Is it sort of mistrust of the system? Or yes. Or is it just that you're like... Because it's kind I of, know, it's know, kind of no, brainwashing have, as well, it is, isn't it? It is, like, but now I've been going down sort of watching loads of conspiracy stuff on YouTube and maybe sometimes going a little bit too far. But, um, <laughs> and I'm, now I'm like, kind of, you know, which, I don't know what's real sometimes. Yeah. It's like, who's lying? Come on, I just want to know the truth there, I don't know if there is a proper, reality is just the thing that we all agree on is the most shared kind of versions of reality, isn't yeah. it? But we all have our own beliefs and ideas and things like this. But education teaches us all a sort of it common teaches, reality. Yeah, and I've chosen to sort of like not, I don't trust what they've been telling us. 
So the way I kind of get through every day now is just sort of go like, this is just probably all just made up. Let's just, uh, we're just in some weird simulation thing. Just uh, just try and get through it. Be all right. <laughs> get through today. Just get through tomorrow. today. Yeah. Just go for a walk in the park. Just relax. That's sort of how I feel about Brexit. We've never talked about Brexit on the show. Maybe we never should. Here we go. But um, I was watching a bit of Brexit the other two, day. It's just two versions of reality. And if you just wait for that to blow over, then you just deal with what the repercussions are of that. Because everybody's falling out and fighting people. It's just wait for that to be done. And then we'll see how we deal with it beyond that. There's no point in falling out over two different versions of what the future could be. Well, so I'm just watching the TV and the politicians talking and going, just going like, this is... A, like, it, I think it's amazing. Because like they're just so such a mess, yeah. and these are intelligent people, and they're just messing it up. No one's got a fucking clue. They've got a clue what on. they're doing, and they, <laughs> so one side going like, "I'm right, <clears throat> listen to me," and then they stamp their feet, and then the other person goes, instead of going trying to come to a sort of agreement, he goes, "No, if we do it my way, I'm right," and there's no there's no sort of middle ground or chatting things through and coming to a logical conclusion it's just they're all right but they're, <laughs> but they're not right are they let so, them all be right over there and we'll, I'm just, we'll sit in the sun so I'm just watching it <laughs> going like I'm going for a walk yeah it's an absolute mess <laughs> and so where did your sense of humour come from were you like the funny one in your family or at school I don't know because I don't I don't know if it is, is a sense of humour it's just a way of coping with the uh, you're nat. You've naturally. You're naturally funny. Yeah, it's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. I suppose it's just my way of coping with stuff. I, I don't seem to take things seriously. Although I'll, I'll think in my own mind about things, and that they'll mean a lot. But my sort of everyday life, when I'm looking at things or, or seeing things, I just can't take things seriously. I just think it's like it's just everything seems to be a bit of a joke. It seems to be sort of like this, the image that people project and then the image, like say when you chat to people on a normal level, it's different to the image that sometimes they project to the world. And I can't do that false projection bit. I just think everything's a bit of a joke. Mm. Like it just doesn't make sense to kind of, like when people say to write a biography, like that was great that you wrote the, the intro at the start. Like, because I writing biographies and trying to be serious and sort of write, I just find it really difficult. Well, like talking in the third person, talking like, in third yeah. person, or talking like I, I talking like I know what I'm on about yeah, yeah. for a start off, like because I don't, and um, like trying to put in like everything's got a great meaning and which it, it does, but I don't want to vocalise it. Mm. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just me trying to cope with this crazy world. <laughs> um, so when you were a kid, did you draw characters and invent like your own worlds and stuff? I did do a lot of just drawing, but yeah, but it was without thinking. I suppose I just copied a lot of things, just sort of things were on TV, so you just sort of draw them. And But no, I didn't do a lot. I mean, I, I literally followed the system. Like I... They would, you know, in art class, they tell you to do this. So I just did that. Like I mm. kept, I was, I was quite constrained in the in the, the the box of whatever I was told to do. So I didn't really break out of it. Do you remember any of those early drawings that you did, or those c- copyings? Um, 
Well, it would just, they'd be very basic, just sort of drawing Mickey Mouse. I suppose it's kind of what I do now. <laughs> That's what um, we are. Basically, I haven't moved on at all. <laughs> but back then we... But, you know, the very simple, so I'm going to draw Mickey Mouse or Dumbo or something. Um, but no, they didn't, they were just, I suppose it was a way of just doing something different from yeah. just, just doing the education stuff. So so maybe I'm, I found it quite fun. It's funny because drawing Mickey Mouse and being quite anti-establishment, I mean... Those two things that you were sort of inadvertently doing mm. in your mind, you were sort of anti-establishment. Still doing it. <laughs> then you just started to put them together. I guess. I don't, maybe things. I was scared. Maybe I was scared to do it when I was younger. Like I, it seemed like a, and it is still now. Like it's a big thing to put yourself out there and go like, I don't agree with this or I don't like that. Like and sort of go against the system. It's a lot easier to go with the system. Yeah. I wish sometimes I just took my grades and gone right I'm going to just get a normal job and just then get on the property ladder buy a house and instead I just started being creative and and working for free not earning a lot of money drawing stuff that nobody wants and you're like <laughs> why am I doing this but it's like but it, it is kind of like I've, I've tried several times to get away from it I've just stopped I go right I'm not doing this anymore and I, I, I tend to come back to it. I keep coming back. So we I'm can, like, okay. We can come back onto that in, in a bit. Oh, right, right. sorry. Few... No, sorry. no, no, that's all right. We've got yeah. some some questions about that in a bit. But um, you you reference cartoons a lot, and you a minute ago talked about Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Um, what was your what were your favourite cartoons growing up? Um, what do I watch? Pink Panther. Top Cat, <laughs> The Jetsons, yeah, all that kind of Did stuff. Did you watch Disney and stuff like that? Because Disney stuff comes up a bit, superheroes emerge. Well, yes, well, in my work, but only because it's more relevant. If I was drawing like The Jetsons and stuff, everyone would be like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Who's that? Did, um, you, did you watch a lot of cartoons? Yes, like that Flintstones, I oh, watched a lot of great. Flintstones, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is. I, yeah. I still do now. Like, um, my flatmate's got uh, two kids, so I, I, I quite happily sit and watch TV with them. Yeah. And Any modern watched... ones you're into? Yes. Well, all, all of the all of the Pixar films, and yeah. we watched um, uh, Wreck It Ralph, Wreck It Ralph uh, Two uh, yeah. the other day. Amazing. Yeah. And the Lego Movie Two. Amazing. In the cinema. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. I didn't. Re- <laughs> I haven't been to the cinema for like for years, and I was just like. It's so big. It's so big. So I went, oh, fuck it, right. I'll go and spend some money. Let's go to the cinema and watch it. And it was like, it's huge. I love going to the cinema. It's yeah. one of my favourite I think things. I'd go all the time now if I could afford it. But, um, yeah. I loved Paddington 2 as well, which I know was last year, but that film really, like, if you have a chance to watch it, watch right. it. It's really good. It's yeah, like see, a two, I'm, I'm a two nervous. I'm nervous because it sounds like it's going to be rubbish. But is it good? <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Paddington, the Paddington, movie. Well, Paddington, both of them were really, really good. good. Yeah. I think, am I going to get emotional? Do I need to... You will. And I'm just about to mention it a second time on the podcast. I know what's wrong with me. But it has Brexit overtones in it. <laughs> Brexit, as well. Brexit, there's the grumpy Brexit, old, Brexit, There's the grumpy Brexit. old man that wants anyone that's a bit different out of the neighbourhood. Brilliant. Including, including the bears. Yeah. Get the bears Get rid out. of the bears. <laughs> Stealing our jobs. Stealing our honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those bears. Oh, dear. Um, 
Um, so why did you switch to fine art? So did the art foundation course, then went to Campbell and sort of keeping my options open, which was very fine art based. And we would, you just sort of do everything, everything you can, like all different styles of stuff, but it was graphic design, but it was quite open with the, the courses. You could do anything you wanted. If you wanted to just write poems, you could have, like if you could come up with a reason for doing it, then did, you could Did you, you write do any that. poems? No, I didn't, no. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I said poems. <laughs> would, you write, would you write any poems? I'd like to write some poems. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably write, but they wouldn't be normal poems. It'd no, probably just like nice. five words or something. And then he goes, poem. <laughs> it's art. You should do a poem and picture book. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so, yeah, did that. And What kind of work were you doing? I, again, still probably just experimenting. So you just were doing photography, sticking bits of paper down on making collages still very much finding my way not really knowing what I was doing like just not I don't know like I look back now and go like what a waste of time and what a mess but <laughs> I suppose I had to do it to realise that get that out of the way get it you know to stop doing that and then sort of get get out, out of the system and then yeah start and then, then, then I became a uh, graphic designer I did that, went sort of, so I had clients and things and and that didn't seem to work either. Like, I mean, it, it got a good job um, working in a company that was uh, successful. And so again, you appear to have everything you're supposed to have. Like, so like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing jobs for like big clients and they're still not feeling happy. Like I was sort of drawing in the evenings. So being sort of graphic designer in the day and drawing in the evenings. That's, what kind of work were you doing at this point? Were you finding your voice with what you do now in that in those? I stories? suppose so. It was the early days, um, but yeah, we were doing uh, sort of London transport websites, and I think we did a Barbican Barbican website, um, photographers' websites, t-shirts, lots of stuff. So it was all very different, and it was it was great. But you still had someone who was making the decisions for like, mm. so you'd come up with like maybe four ideas and they'd then pick one and it would always be the one that you didn't really like. <laughs> so you'd be like, yeah, I wish I'd never put that in the options. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, and you're like, and then you, you oh, it's just all, you, you haven't got the final say. So uh, when was this? This was like, what, 2000? 2004 and this was in this was in London was it this is in London were you were you using mainly vector based stuff at this point was that was yeah yeah that would have all been in the computer yeah yeah so all vector based did you find that frustrating I did it seemed to be the right thing to do at the time then there came a movement of wanting to to draw things and for to, to sort of draw and for it to be like the only one of that so you've drawn it and it's got its own, it's got its own uniqueness. Like if you draw every, you know, draw a circle, every circle's different. You draw it in the computer, mm. it's a circle. Yeah. There you go. There's no individuality. It's just a circle. So I suppose maybe, maybe I was doing it to, I started drawing and then um, it was like in my head that no one could copy it. Even if they copied it, they couldn't copy it exactly because they hadn't done it. 
like because yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. it. It's like a fingerprint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it felt like maybe a bit more personal. Yeah. Because I guess with everything digital, it can be duplicated a billion times. Over, exactly. And there's no, whilst there is heart and soul in it in some ways, in other ways, there's no none of that personal touch. Yeah. I mean, I am coming full circle now where I'm possibly going back into the computer. But at that time, I needed to do it. I needed to draw on the paper. And Did you have any influences back in the day? Were there anyone that you aspired to be like? I don't know, not massively. But just people who seem to do their own thing and are just are just doing whatever you want to do and then just, just be happy doing it. Um, I don't really even look at the art world or the creative world that much. You mainly look at like... Is it like I suppose a lot pop of in- culture. Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. popular things, just walking around the street, watching the TV, hanging around with my friends and chatting. That's where the inspiration comes from and meeting normal people and chatting about normal things like the, the whole creative world I, I don't really get it I've, I've gone yeah. into it I don't I'm not I don't know it just doesn't connect with me when did you um, decide to go it alone and become a real artist <laughs> <laughs> next week <laughs> yeah um, I think probably just well I, I kind of got ill and like kind of managed to completely exhaust myself and uh so I had to just stop working and then I thought, well, I'm stopping everything. I'm never doing anything creative ever again. Forget it. I'm done. And then I did, after like maybe a year or so, I kind of slipped back into going like, oh, no, maybe I can do this, but do this with my rules and kind of, you know, do, just do whatever I want to do. And uh, so that was what, I don't know, years wise, but I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. And yeah, for a lot of time, that time it's been sort of struggling a lot, but it still felt like the right thing to do, right, yeah. sort of financially struggling. Were you doing it for you then, you think? I think so. It just felt like the only thing I could do. Yeah, it's either that or just give up and go and get an old job. Yeah. And um, yeah, I suppose it's like an illness really, isn't it? Like just. Uh... Do you think you could survive in like a normal job type job now? It's quite a different world. Well, this is now because now I because then I stopped nearly stopped again because I was like again I'm sick of this now I'm sick of uh, struggling so then I went and got some very normal jobs but not in the creative world like I'm working in a a cafe because got got some friends who've got some businesses so they kindly said they give me a, some shifts in the cafe then I'm working in a bookshop one of the days um, mailing some stuff out for another guy for his online business looking after my friends' kids and all these things have been great because they've meant that I don't, I get, you know, get money. Yeah. But I don't get, I don't have to think about, uh, to do anything creative. I could just go and do these things. So, I, so I, I couldn't probably go and do a creative job every day and get paid for it. Like I would find that exhausting. You mentioned that these some of these jobs keep you grounded. You mentioned that. Yes. Before. Well, that's what. Yeah. That some of these normal normal jobs they're, they're quite nice. So so you don't basically think about. I don't have to think about any ideas. I just have to sort of talk to the public and just be nice. Just have a nice day. Do you, you know, do some work? But you don't don't have to think about any creativity. Are there people that you 
that you see coming in all the time in the cafe that you've become friends with or mm. any like good kind of stories yeah yeah there's loads that, of people yeah and um and generally everyone's really nice like, is there anyone particular not you everyone sort of, not you everyone, look out there are some <laughs> on your shift so there anyone in particular that you, you quite yeah yeah like there's some see? good some good yeah. guys out there. there's like some nice people that come in the cafe and the like, people who work there like it's quite a nice atmosphere so people who come to it have those kind of thoughts as well like we kind of all get on so it's quite okay. a nice you're building a little sort of network of just part of the community people. now are there any old boys that you particularly love seeing in there or anything like that or is it, are you no everyone's pretty young okay. everyone's not mid, or, well i say young i'm 40 <laughs> now 41 apparently so so my age and younger is but yeah it's great just uh because I wouldn't uh, go out a lot before. I would be in my own room just drawing and stuff and being creative, which I found stressful. And now I just sort of separate the two. So I'll do the drawing in my room, but then go out and do these very normal jobs. And that covers like all the bills, yeah, paying for everything. And you go, right, okay, that's that sorted. So I don't have to stress about that. And then I can just get on and, and now the drawing's going even better because all the worry of like bills and money's kind of, handled and now I can just draw and you're like cool yeah so a lot of your drawings and your early books and stuff deal with kind of b-list disney characters or or yes. characters that are a bit sort of broken well that's it or... well i suppose oh it's probably probably i need to see a proper psychiatrist <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably me just just sort of doing therapy on myself probably like uh I'm much more interested in the ones that haven't made it because I suppose you, you get everything's projected that you go, oh, these are the successful things. But I'm thinking more about like, what about all the ones who didn't make it? All the ones, the failures and stuff. I kind of maybe focus on them, the ones that aren't put in the headline, head, headlines and told they're amazing. It's like, what about all the ones that didn't work? You come from quite a working class background, really, don't you? I think so, yeah, 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 very normal, very normal. But your mum being in the NHS and your dad being a painter decorator. Yes, I suppose that is, yeah, um, working class. And you you seem to do a lot of work about, like, uh, the outs outsiders or the dispossessed or the forgotten mm. or the damaged. What do you think draws you to these kinds of characters? I don't know. I suppose it's, um, I suppose the injustice of the system, maybe, that you can just see that, I mean, I don't like money i wish we didn't have money yeah like that would just amen amen yeah. <laughs> but money i hate it like i wish it didn't exist and we had another system of that's exactly how i feel living because it's just a trap and it's just there to just hold you in this cage and if i could remove like i like i've done now i've managed to remove the money troubles and then you can just get on and just be happy and you're like oh this, mm. this is actually quite nice but without that, it's just a burden that like just weighs you down, and yeah. So, so most many of my people doing things depressed. they're un, unhappy with just to pay the bills. Just to pay, there's lots just of people the aren't using their actual potential in, in life. But I don't know. You definitely put yourself on the side of the sort of dispossessed, don't you? Mm. Your your work is all well, about sort of you're not mocking anybody. You're they're your crew. Don't, really, aren't yeah, they? don't worry. I'm 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 fully in it. Like yeah uh, yeah. Um, yeah, years and years without earning any money. So it's like genuine pain. It's not just like, although sometimes the drawings, it's like, oh, that's quite funny. But you're like, yeah, yeah but there's actually like, there is, there's genuine pain of life and, and hardship 
that it comes from, yeah. And then occasionally you do stuff that's a little bit more um, apt. Like there's two people on a jet ski. And oh, yeah, and yeah, saying, yeah. I feel sorry for poor people. Yeah. And, uh, and so those like, are a little bit more scathing. You, you seem to put them on yeah, the other yeah. side of the fence. Yes, you know, yeah, you're right. It's just one where that where that comes from because it's not just about that. It's, it's an attitude thing. I'd like it? to be rich one well, day. Yeah, be nice, think, wouldn't it? I'd think, like to see what it. I think the reason why though is because you were talking about because then we wouldn't even have to think about money. Yeah, we wouldn't have to worry or stress do about stuff. it for that just to not even exist and just to be able to wake up and do what you feel like you should be doing. Exactly. But um, I love that you've got you've created this little crew of like imaginary. They're Friends are a bit broken, or but together, well, no, quite you powerful. Mean, oh, what well, you mean? The not, crew that was in a real, cafe. No, those, <laughs> those imaginary <laughs> friends. Like, they are actually friends. <laughs> Just that all these people you bring, these characters you bring to life. It's like, I think Anthony Burrell mentions it in the intro to one of your books. It, it's like a universe that was created before before you even existed. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. I didn't. I didn't draw them. It's like you're like, just like. They just come through me. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, see, so you, you've been known to create um, graffiti faces on everyday items, um, things like skips, houses, wheelie bins. How do you choose what objects you bring to life, and do you assign characters and a backstory to these items? Uh, all all of that stage of doing stuff. Cause I haven't done that for a while, but. Um, it would be just whatever I found. So I'd go out for the day. But, but this, this again was because I was spending too much time inside. So you're like, right, go out. <laughs> you need to go outside now. So I started going outside and then thought, hang on, I could I could draw on, on, on things. So it's it's literally whatever I find like yeah. on the streets. And yeah, so then just, just drawing it. And uh, backstory, no. Did you imagine voices? I've heard you do a few voices already today. <laughs> <laughs> Have I? See, I'm, not even, I'm, not even aware, I'm not even aware they're happening. So I'm thinking you, of being quite straight, quite do you normal. Ever walk away, do you ever walk away and look back at these things and just sort of laugh? Or like, they say, howdy hi, as you walk off. Or like that, in your mind. No, I don't cool. think so. No. Um, and again, it's discarded But no, stuff, I just it? leave, yeah, just leave. It's quite nice leaving them and going like, oh, there's going to be people walking by them and thinking what's all that about have you ever seen anyone like reacting to something you painted uh well yeah yeah like people walk by and, yeah. yeah 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 so just people confusing maybe some some people will smile yeah some people just look <laughs> confused they're like discarded children you're just leaving all these just discarded leaving, children just across them. the city <laughs> don't leave me in <laughs> it's uh yeah you did you did draw on a house once didn't you was it a house? It was it a boarded? It was a boarded up shop, oh, okay. I think. Yeah. So the, yeah, the two windows were the eyes, and then the the, the big bit at the bar I just painted a massive smile. That felt yeah, it felt quite nice. But why <laughs> I did it, who knows? It just looked like it needed a smile. You're not going to go back to these kinds of drawings. Never say never. Never say never, but. Probably not. No, I, I seem to sort of do things, and then I'll obsess about it, and then I'll move on. Do you, so? Do you do you relate to these sort of um, these discarded items, discarded boxes, and skips, and things? I like suppose that? again, it's that rejection thing, failure. These objects haven't quite. They're, they're useless now. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're, they're discarded. You don't need them anymore. They're, so they've been thrown away. So I give them one last 
check like with the rubbish, like give them one last chance to sort of voice their unhappiness or something. Yeah. Do you um, do you, do you? This is quite a deeper question. Do you have a fluctuating um, sense of self worth, like with regards to these things? Do you, sometimes you feel much sort of bigger, or and then much smaller as a person? Or do who you, what me as per- yeah, yeah yeah we know generally feel quite. I suppose internally worthless, but when I'm with friends and people who sort of seem to make sense, then then I feel all right. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose inside, yeah. Um, yeah, you sort of feel quiet. So does it make you, f- like social media, for instance, Welcome can make to you... therapy. <laughs> <laughs> therapy. It, it can, so, so, social media can create a sort of inflated sense of worth, which can sometimes be great with work, right? Like people yes. love something. I have definitely gone down that path where you think that you're something special and then you're like, shut up, snap out of it. But I suppose you have to have a little bit of that to keep going because you are endlessly told that you're not that good. So you have to have a little bit of belief and just go like, come on, keep doing it. Yeah. Someone will get it one day. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think artists have to have that ego where they, they believe that what they have to say is worth sharing. Yeah. And if you don't have enough confidence, then you'll never share the thing in the first place. Yeah. So the whole thing in art is like a person believing that what they have to say is so valuable that, they need to share it with yeah. everybody. But so I suppose it's to... keeping that in check, isn't it? I think yeah. I've managed to keep it in check and try and get enough confidence to say what you think needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Buy Some Beer. If you're in the Brighton area, then why not visit their shop in East Street, the hideout in the lanes or the tap room in Hove. Follow them on Instagram at Buy Some Beer. They're full of ideas and it's great to have their support on the show. Let's all be more bison. And so you talked about the, the technical aspect of your work not being a big deal and it being all, all about the idea. Um, so where do your ideas come from? Just, just walking about and chatting with friends. Yeah, I suppose that, I don't know really. Do you document them in any way when they kind of come to you? Or? I do... I'll have like my brain works in a weird way. Like it'll, like at the minute, for the last couple of days, I've had no ideas. Like, but then I know in a, in a week or so, something will happen and it, they'll just start coming into your head, and it will become quite annoying because it's like it will be relentless. So you just have to just write it all down, like you're, like, just having some kind of seizure or something. So you, <laughs> like, all these ideas will start coming, and then. Um, and then they'll just stop again. And it's, yeah, so I don't know. They're just, I just sort of sit and soak up all the, watching the TV, yeah. chatting with people. And then, yeah, there won't be any ideas. And then all of a sudden there'll be a, like, just too many to deal with as you're waking up in the middle of the night, writing them down. Does your hand wake up before you? The what? Your hand. The hand. Wake up before yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. wake up and it's, it's always writing. Drawing. It's always writing down <laughs> ideas. So, do you note them down on your phone or on the phone? Yeah, I've got a big list of like ideas just on the phone, just in text form format. Like, I'll just write down a few words that just to trigger the thoughts or a little sketch, and then maybe I'll go back and do it properly. But they don't get much more advanced from the few words and the sketch anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe I'll just redraw them slightly bigger. But your aesthetic, um. 
when I've spoken to you before, you've said that sometimes when they look too perfect, you will then redo them to be less perfect. Is that something yeah. that you... Yeah, well, that's something I'm doing at the minute because I, I, I opened up a thing where I started taking drawing requests and people were asking me to do portraits. <laughs> if you look at my work, it's, I don't draw portraits. <laughs> but I've drawn more portraits in the last like couple of months than ever. So now I'm actively making them look bad. So I sent off a portrait that someone's, it's in the post now, and they look awful <laughs> on purpose to hopefully, because it could either backfire, they people like, they'll stop asking me to do them, or they'll go, brilliant. Yeah. He does really bad portraits. So, <laughs> but at least then I don't have to do a good portrait because they're expecting it to be bad. What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to draw? I've got so I can't actually say it. Like, that's, one, that's one thing I'd rather just, I'd rather know on you. And... What about next level weirdness then? Like weird, but not super offensive. Yeah, because oh, I've just got this vision in my head of this, <laughs> this other thing that's like, what? You can tell us later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. It's just like... And I drew it because it was 20 quid. <laughs> uh, what so... about a, a next level thing then? Like something... Do you get weird requests? You sometimes think, what the hell is this person asking? No, they're generally quite normal. They're, they're uh, cats, dogs, portraits. Yeah. So this is like, I'm like, whoa, is anyone thinking out there? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that all you want? A cat, a dog, or a portrait? Is this this um, portrait thing going, this um, the £20 drawings thing? Which is amazing at the moment. Yeah, that's that, going really well. Is that yeah. creating a new audience for you or a new interaction with your audience? Well, yeah, I suppose because it was all about me, I suppose, before. Like, I was drawing stuff and then... So now it's given... it. People asking me to draw stuff, is, is it works both ways. Like, they're, they're getting what they want and I, I get challenged a little bit to draw things I wouldn't have thought of or wanted to draw... So it's pushing me out of my comfort yeah, zone, which is good. quite nice. Yeah, it's sort of like, mm, interesting. And then probably 50% of them, I'll go, oh, actually, that looks quite good. And the others are like, well, they'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But, you know, but it's like, well, I got paid and and it was all right. It's all right, but I'm quite critical of myself. And um, Are your favourites the ones that you do and then people buy online? Because that's an idea you've had. Yeah, but not always. No, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes when when I do get a request and it it pops out and it's something that I wouldn't have drawn and I go, mm. it's something I would never have done, and it's happened, then I'm quite pleased. I'm like oh, surprisingly, see, yeah. Yeah. quite like mm, that works out quite well for both of us. Do you, most people get your work? Most people that follow you, they get the aesthetic and where you're coming from, and they buy into your universe. But do you ever get people that don't at oh, all? Oh, yeah, getting a bit of hate on Instagram lately. <laughs> Really? Yeah. What way? Just. Would you say, well, I've had a few people in the past have emailed, like, they just think that it's rubbish because it's so simple. They hate it. They just hate it. They get really angry and you're like, would you just chill out? I hate some of it too. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it's awful. I'm still learning, you know, so I'm trying to work it all out. But yeah, no, people are getting really angry, but I've, I've learned now to just, it's fine. People can and say you don't what, humour them or anything, because like, that can just end up badly, can't it? 
Well, I seem to reply in a really like positive way. Yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> Have a great day. Just something like that. Just be like, just turn it around to a positive. Yeah, that's the way to deal with things in life, I think, rather than exasperating them. Because you're like, whoa, I don't need you like having a go at me. I've got myself enough every day. Have someone else join in. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if anyone's going to have a go at me, it's me, all right? It's just so random, though. Follow somebody else on Instagram. Like, yeah, you don't have to look at it. They come to your work, they see what it's like. <laughs> Most people a... think we get it. There's no point in laying into you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Can you tell us a bit about like the first ex, the first big show that you did, first big exhibition you did, and then after that, sort of how you find sort of exhibitions or what your take is on that side of things? Uh, I suppose there's been a lot of group shows. There is the um, the pictures on walls, sort of Banksy Christmas uh, Santa's ghetto thing. I was in that for a couple of years. That that was that was pretty good. That's probably like one of the bigger bigger things. How did you get chosen for that? I don't. I, I, through the rubbish, drawing on the rubbish. Yeah. On the streets, yeah. The, the, I think they'd seen that, and then we started chatting. Well, Banksy. Did he contact you directly? No, not him, but and like the voice his. Stranger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, part of his um, his team, his, yeah, people who work with him, yeah. But yeah, look, oh, done some shows at uh, Paul Smith. Oh, they're, okay. they're pretty good in, yeah. in in the shops and stuff. Are those solo shows? They were those? solo shows. Really? Yes, that was that was nice. Have you ever met Sir Paul? No, 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 no. No, you see, like my, my work has been to far more places and enjoyed a much better life than I've ever led. <laughs> like, yeah, you send it off to all over the world. I've been on holiday for years. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sort that out. You need I know, to get I know. Have a holiday. I know. Well, yes. Yeah. Go on, go on. What were you going to say? Where are you going? Well, because w- w- one thing to go into is uh, what I'm massively obsessed about is uh, Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. well into the, the Bitcoin world. So I'm pinning my hopes on that. So uh, My friend Gary is as well, and right. he's done well out of it. So you, it's, a good, it's a good place. It's really? Bring, bring, okay. down, bring down the banks. So you're doing all right on I'm doing, Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I finally now know how it all works. Because <laughs> there are days when you lose a lot of money. You're yeah. like, okay, that's gone down a lot. How, do, how would I go about buying some Bitcoin? You have to, you well, I use various websites, I can give you the names, but you transfer it to websites and then you transfer it to online exchanges that you then buy it on. But you just buy it, just with a click, click buy of the mouse. It. Like with current stocks and shares, you have to go through a broker and you have to, they, they take a cut. You just buy it and then you just hold it and you wait for the banks to collapse. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're an anarchist. You're I'm, an that, I'm doing anarchist. anarchy now, but in the right way. Before, because yeah. I sort of see people now going, d- d- doing protesting and writing little placards. It's not working though, is it? It's <laughs> literally not working. It's great. I went, you, you go on Instagram and you scroll through all the placards and you go, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Hashtag, hashtag, that's funny. But it's not actually working. So <laughs> I'm now taking all, any money I've got, taking it out of the system and going into like people are saying you buy gold silver bitcoin wow 
Yeah, so I'm okay. like, pull it out, pull it out, buy that. I might be wrong, but I'd rather do that than put it in the bank because the bank's evil. So, yeah. so that's my that's my protest. Instead of doing the things that just they just don't work, you have to take the money out of the. You have to put your money somewhere else and hurt them. I think you were born anti-establishment. Yeah. Do you think you were? Genuinely. I now want to bring the banks down, yeah. I think so, and there's no reason for it. It came from quite a nice house. <laughs> <laughs> like it was all right growing up. I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, really well with mum and dad and everything, and you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah it wasn't, wasn't that bad. But it's okay, but like, I can see that there's something wrong. There's something wrong here, generally, yeah. with the world, so... Yeah, if I could help bring the banks down in one small, in a little small way, I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> so, in a, in Ian Stevenson apocalypse, who would be? Would you rule after the apocalypse, or would you, would it be like a shared? Be pretty chilled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, have you ever had an agent? And um, we read it on your. Yeah, website. did. I, yeah, I had an agent. Um, not so much anymore. I did contact a few, but then they're like, oh, we're not taking on anyone on at the minute. I do have a Japanese agent I've had for, right. for years, so that so he's good. But a UK one, I did have one, we got some work, but then again, I don't think I want any clients or work. Yeah, that commercial work. I mean, because I've, I've thought about saying this in the past, like, I don't want that. And you think, oh, no, but you shouldn't say that. And I'm like, no, but I generally don't want that. So So I can say it now. Didn't you get told to um, go and look at other people's work? Oh, yeah, that was one of the responses from an agent was that my work wasn't right for them and and their advice to me was to go and look at other people's work and and get some influence from them. And you're like, okay, thanks. (laughs) So I won't do that. (laughs) It's so weird. You're like, no, I'm not doing it to get jobs from clients like that, that it, it, yeah. although I have done in the past, like it, it doesn't seem to be the reason I'm doing it, so I'm not chasing that. Come on and do a little bit of makeup for capitalism. How Come much? Come do this How much? Hour. I'll do it. <laughs> £20,000. I mean, if you pay me m- money, I'll probably do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what was your um, first commissioned mural? The first big mural that you did? Um, oh, I think just did some in some uh, kind of uh, production offices. Okay. Yeah, it's those kind of just creative. See, those jobs are quite good. So it's sort of like creative companies that want stuff doing on their walls and things. So you're not. So it's for them. It's not really for like mm. their clients. So they're kind of like, well, we we want to have a bit of fun as well. And they come to you because it's your work, and they yeah, your work. So they yeah. they get it, and then you can pretty much do what you like. So that yeah. that's that's quite nice. What did you do on the first one? What was the company? Can you remember? Oh, it was some production company that did something for. They had a big King Kong in there. Foyer. <laughs> Sounds like Sony. It was. It would have been a company working for. Oh, okay. Probably. What did you Sony. do? Did you I do... just drew those characters all over the walls. But, um, what, like really wonky ones? They were really, really weird characters. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite good. Any, were they saying anything or were they just... They just... were talking, they had a right, they were chatting away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh. And then, uh, and you did a big mural in um, Shoreditch, right? What was it? Look at this? Oh yes, just look at this. 
Did you know what you were doing at that scale? Was that the first one you did at that scale? That, I suppose that big, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, God, I mean, I haven't thought about that for a few years now, but um, yeah, that was... Uh, did you paint it? I painted it on a <laughs> cherry picker in the sunniest day of that year, like nearly had sunstroke. With white white base, wasn't it? The white base, painted white, <laughs> yeah, so it's quite an easy mural, really, yeah, so just sort of paint it white and then just some black text on the top. But um, yeah, I quite liked it because a lot of people at that time were walking around doing like tours of um, East London, looking at all the street art and kind of going like, ooh, isn't this amazing? And then so I, in some weird way, just put up like, just look at this because it was like, well, just look at this. Have you seen um, They Live, the John Carpenter film? where they put the glasses on and then they can mm. see all the alien slogans. Mm. It's where I Bay came yes. from. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like you've got this ability as well because that's what a mural does. A mural says, I look at this. Maybe I've just got it and built And you just into... wrote it right down to... It's just I've got those glasses on permanently. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I need to scratch my eyes out or something. Because <laughs> that's, cause that's what it... That's you're right. What the purpose you're right. Of those murals is, isn't it? It's like, look at me, and you were just like brought it right back down to, and just of look course, at this. like normally that would be a single stroke line on a A3, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you had to then paint that line like a yeah, foot yeah. Wide. It was quite, quite hard to paint it <laughs> like that big because it looks like it should be easier than the cherry pickers wobbling around as well. Was it scary at all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was scary. <laughs> Yeah, it's really scary. Like you, I didn't, and then I did another mural after that on scaffolding, and now I'm not doing any more murals. Like, <laughs> they're really scary. You need to get yourself with Bitcoin enough money so you can get a team to paint the murals. Just paint, for you. just paint. Yeah, they can paint it. You just have to draw it, and give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few murals like up scaffolding, oh. and the wind gets up, and it's just, so scary. They're doing? just wobbling around. You're like, yeah. uh, no one can see. The pain I'm going through at the minute. <laughs> so I always say, yo, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then you do it, and then you're there at the top of the scaffolding going, idiots. Why did I say yes? <laughs> can you talk to us a little bit about the Russell Brand mural that you were commissioned to do? Well, that, that was the scaffolding. That was the big scaffolding. That was the scaffolding right, okay. incident, yeah. Going up the scaffolding and, and just being scared. Uh, yeah, so he what, did, what was he doing? He was releasing a book. Revolution, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of his books. And it was just a connection thing. So someone knew someone who I'd worked with and they were working with the same person. So my name came up and ended up doing a mural. Who contacted you for that? Did Russell call you? No, we, although we did chat on the phone. Which is quite, quite surreal. Um <laughs> Was he quite manic, like you'd imagine, or was he just quite... Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's quite a like, normal normal guy, yeah. I mean, could you get that... Again, it's just probably that, like, persona or mm. projection, and then, in reality, you, you're all right, and you're quite normal. But there's that projection of yourself. So, yeah, we chatted about a few ideas, and then came up with that Mickey Mouse thing. Painted it. Was he there when you painted it? Uh, he came along at, at the end. Oh, well, yeah. of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> very, he's very busy. Yeah, he's very busy. Did he chat with you for a bit and get some photos done all of that? We did do, stuff? we did do. He was, he, was, he was good. He did come down and um, we, we did sort of like a photo thing. Like, 
but yeah, like he's just so much better. So he'd come down and like there's always people hanging around looking at it. So he can interact with the the crowd and he was sort yeah. of chatting to them and I'm just like, what is going on here? This is weird. What are they looking at? What are the people looking at? <laughs> Did quite a crowd sort of build up as yeah, he was yeah, there. Because yeah. he's there, then people start talking, and other other people arrive and he's in his element and I'm like, oh, I feel a bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like it at all. It's just like, oh, the people are looking. Did you hear from him after that, or did he just like walk out in the morning and never no, call he, you? No, pretty much, yeah, never yeah. You. You. Just flew off into the uh. sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he now, eh? Just massively famous. <laughs> <laughs> massively successful. Um, so you mentioned uh, 80s action heroes on your website. Um, do you wish you were super strong and could use powerful automatic weapons? What was? I one? never really thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Of course. That'd be amazing. Were you into those kind of movies as a kid? I think so. Yeah, but still now. I watch, yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of them. Like, uh, yeah, all the kind of 80s action action hero. Have you got yeah. any favourites? Well, I've been watching the Rocky series. All of those have been on TV lately. Yeah. And you're like, oh, seems to be the exact time I sit down. Is that Rocky's on? And you're like, okay, I'll watch them all. So, yeah, that's been good. I was a big Van Damme fan oh as, right as yeah like yeah a teenager yeah not not so much that i've learned martial arts and yeah, stuff yeah. but just used to love those films he's doing it yeah you don't have to do it <laughs> i loved the rocky films never got too much into a lot of action films but um a bit of schwarzenegger was always good always commando yeah commando is amazing predator's amazing if it bleeds we can kill it yeah <laughs> just amazing they're so muscly aren't oh, they as well what's all that about even their muscles have muscles they do <laughs> <laughs> their muscles have more muscles than i've got in my entire body <laughs> i um i have to say to my other half that like uh films are like holidays for poor people and so, so as growing up films were like a whole other universe that yes. you could get into I don't know how... Oh, I've got a good saying like that, but... Yeah, you oh, yeah, go on. Well, the, the I, um, art is Ikea for rich people. Like, that was a thing that I'm like, oh, interesting, maybe I could do something with that. But, that, like, that you've got the, these different levels of... Like, yeah, of, of wealth and then what you can buy for yeah. pocket change. So, so yeah, so, of... like, you you got the... Um, poor people can uh, go and actually live a life. Yeah. I mean, can, uh, poor people can't live a life. Well, rich people can go and enjoy their life, but poor people have to watch a film. Yeah, yeah. To, well, you to know. Go and, there you go, watch a film. Although I guarantee that no um, no holiday is as good as when you're like twelve and you're watching Never Ending Story or something like that. I mean, it's shit now, but when you're a kid and you watch that, and it takes you to a place that yeah, there's no beach could be a place like that. Riding a dragon no. through the skies. Yeah, but you don't know what these rich get up to. They could be, <laughs> <laughs> they could be doing that. Well, that's true. They could have their own... Is a tray the horse or the dragon? I can't remember. That's, if I get really rich, get I'm going to get a dragon. We're dragon all going to fly it around yeah. the skies. After we get dumped in a dumpster by some bullies. Yeah. Anyway. I think we should just talk about 80s action heroes all day. Yeah. Did you want? Did you want to be any of them when you were a kid? Like obviously not destroying things, or did you ever make paper mache uh, missile launchers and try and blow up trucks and stuff? I don't know what I did as a kid. I don't think so. No, I didn't do that. Um... You got like a blackout. Sometimes I wonder if, I, like in Blade Runner, where they have a, a history implanted into their brain and there's big gaps. 
I do think that <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I've got a really bad memory. Oh well. really? Like, so bad. Like I sort of live, try and live in the moment. So if I'm having fun and stuff, and then someone will say, "Oh, you said that," and you're like, "Can't remember." Literally can't remember what I've said. So I thought, yeah, used to kick the football around and do things like that. <laughs> Watch some telly. I, mean, I guess before 14 years old, there's not too much I can remember. I can remember more about films than hanging around my brothers and stepbrothers, which is bad. Well, we didn't have a video recorder. That's annoying noise, isn't it? Um, we didn't have a video recorder for in the house, so I'd have to go around friends' houses and we'd watch mm. films there. So that was I was found their world like much more magical than mine because it was like we'd go around theirs and they'd have like films that they could watch, and why couldn't we couldn't watch any films? We'd be like, the news is on. You had like four channels, the four channels, four channels. The what news did your would folks be on, watch? which is very boring things like Coronation Street and stuff. Not Coronation Street, but like. Um, watchdog and <laughs> that kind of the news did you never sit down with your folks and watch TV or yeah yeah no, that's, that's what we watched though. Oh, you sat the and news, watched that with watchdog them. tomorrow's world oh, tomorrow's world <laughs> that, I didn't mind I didn't mind tomorrow's world yeah. so I quite enjoyed that but um, but yeah no very just just being brainwashed through like the TV and you're like this is weird so it confuses me <laughs> what what age just what age did you move out of home then? When you went to when you went to college or to uni? Yeah, so I suppose eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. Or you just couldn't wait to get out into the world or Yeah, yeah, yeah. just had to get away. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um from our research, we can tell that you've been in some pretty funny and awkward situations, including a scrape involved, involving being locked out of your house and buying some oh, Cuban Hills. Oh, yes. You care to share you that story? You wondered what we found out. Yeah, you? I was like, no, they haven't found out about that thing that happened in 1995, I think. With the squirrel. You can tell us about that after. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. When you show us what's in the shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no, see, that was good. That was actually quite a good adventure because... And I'd recommend it to anyone to, to do it. Is um, so I had ten pounds. Well, I didn't know I had ten pounds in my pocket, but I went to go and get a a delivery. A deli- well, a parcel was getting delivered, so doorbell went. I went out the first door. Into the hall, went out to the to the next door, opened that, and then got the parcel, took it in, closed the front door, and then heard the other door shut, and it was like, oh no, oh dear. Interesting. So for the first like ten minutes, I was confused as to what to do. I was like, "Oh, it's a bit because I was indoors. I was sort of in the, the the hallway, trapped there." And I was like, "Okay, what am I going to do?" So I sort of just because it was a big big box that had been delivered. So I sort of laid down next to that for a bit and thought, <laughs> "Well, maybe I can just go to sleep." <laughs> and then after about five minutes of doing, I go. That's weird. <laughs> this is weird. What I'm doing is wrong. So I got up and then went, okay, right. And went outside and went, right. And I had no shoes on. That was the bit. And 
that was I did I didn't want to go outside because I didn't have any shoes. And I was like, right, I've got to go outside. So I then went to the charity shop, bought, well, looked at the shoes, and then yeah, there was some Cuban heels. <laughs> so bought bought those, and only because I only had like ten pounds, I kind of they were marked up at like I don't know five or six pounds, and I told the woman my situation, and she was like, so you've walked here with no shoes? On? I was like, yes. And it was a little bit damp out as well, so the so my oh, no, socks, socks were wet. Oh. And she was like, okay, well, you can have them at a reduced price. I was like, well, I'm probably going to bring them back anyway once I've got my own shoes back. So, yes, yeah, so then got, got got those shoes at a reduced price. You still got them? No, no, they went, yeah, probably back to the charity shop for the next adventure for those shoes. But, um, and then bought a, a, a sketch pad you know, or, or a notepad and a pen and then I went to the Weatherspoons. Amazing. And, uh, had like a a little a little meal deal or something so yeah. I managed to get all that for like £10. <laughs> and then by that time people were coming back to the house and I could get back in but it was like this has been a great day. How did you feel in the Cuban Hills? I felt great. Yeah. Yeah because <laughs> I was a little bit taller. <laughs> Kind of a funky shoe, a Cuban heel. I felt amazing, but I didn't think that 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 could happen. Something so simple as just elevating the heel. <laughs> Maybe and you you're get off. A pair, pair again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you get into any like? Do you get into scrapes like that quite regularly, or like little adventures like that? No, that I mean that was no, that was quite unusual. <laughs> but I'm glad it happened. You're open to. The existence of future if, scrapes. If stuff happens, I'll, yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. Got to fully embrace the scrape. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you, when you haven't got any choice. Well, yeah. 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 Um, so, what's the best and worst things about being an artist? Um, I suppose the best thing is you can do what you like. Um, and the worst thing is that. Some people don't care what you're doing. Yeah, they don't take any notice. So you're like, oh, yeah. You just there's no reason for you doing it. So uh, sometimes you'll you'll get no response or like. So now you've got this weird thing about you're doing a drawing. So I'll do whatever I want. I'll just draw it. So you post it online, and then it gets this like instant. Almost, I was thinking about it last night, but like, it gets marked by the community. Yeah. Like instantly, like the teacher does a marking of it. And he goes like, 30 likes, rubbish. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you start to say that personally, or maybe it gets like 400 likes. And you go, oh, well, it must be good then. So it's very odd. So, mm. uh, so yeah, I don't know. The, the best thing is, I mean, I, I, yeah, you can do what you like. And then the, the problem, I guess, sometimes is with a lot of likes, then you try and it's when you try and recreate that, but you just never quite hit the same notes. Yeah, I never know what the thing is that is going to get you those likes, and I don't, I, I don't know if I want to know. Yeah. Because I put up, you put up some things and go like, I think it's absolutely amazing. I'm like, that's that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And you put it up, ten likes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Turns out it's not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but then it questions, makes me question: What is 
what is the greatest thing is is the greatest thing that that then gets more likes or or can something be amazing and not have any likes and i'm like no, but that thing's amazing yeah you're like, no but it didn't get validated by the people mm. you're like i don't care i thought it was good i so, think that's where you've got to operate really yeah i mean although commercially sometimes people want you to do the thing that everyone likes but then you just become like a dancing monkey don't you yeah you just do the same thing over and over again Plus, people are so flippant with their likes. They're just scrolling through a billion images a day just pressing, I like that, I like I know. that, I like that. So when you're actually selling stuff to people, that's a lot better they as must, well, it, it? means a lot. Yeah. They take it personally sometimes, yeah. but yeah. you're like, stop taking it personally. It depends what day it is as to how strong yeah, you yeah. feel as to what you can take on those days. I, I quite often scroll past stuff and like them, but don't actually like them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I, you, don't, I don't physically... Oh mate, you've got. I feel, if you like feel, something, yeah, I then have got to check. To what do you mean? Oh, so you? So I scroll past that. Oh, I really like that, but I don't like actually it. in the Instagram world. You've not shown you like, like it shown, to the no world. One knows, oh, right. That's a faux pas, isn't it? I think because <laughs> sometimes I like things, I don't like them. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like. I don't actually like. There's a different rationale. Sometimes there's something in it that makes you tap like that's different to just liking something. It's weird. But sometimes people out there need your likes. They need your votes. It, it is voters. It is. We're like an old, tiny popularity contest, aren't we? We're all like... Every day. Like me, like me. Please like me. Please like me. I'm so depressed. <laughs> this won't make you happy. How, so that leads on quite well, actually, into like, how does, your, how does success affect you emotionally? I guess we've just kind of talked about that, but can it have a destabilising effect? Um... Well, I suppose I've realised. Well, I've realised it doesn't make you any happier. Like the, if things get loads of likes, or if you get paid, it doesn't actually make you any happier. So, yeah. What do you reckon the, the your secret is to being creative and trying to be happy? Well, I ended up well, on the last break that I had. Um, I ended up going to see uh, the doctor's base who referred me to go and have some uh, mindfulness uh, therapy. So I went and did that, and that was amazing. Really? Like they, they, um, yeah, it's just about sort of recognising your brain, um, just thinking and just saying things that, like, it's just your brain doing something. It's just saying stuff. It's like, but it's not. It's not actually true. It's just your brain, just being a brain, just having to think. And as long as you recognise that yeah. instead of engaging with it, and and going like, yeah, you're right, because I think I would believe my brain. Like the, the negative past. comments mm. or yeah, like would, the self sabotage. Exactly. Yeah. I would believe everything that I was thinking. I was thinking I was like amazing at thinking, and then you're like, no, it's just your brain. <laughs> you're like, Absolute idiots. And it's like there's two. There's two things going on. There's like the, the things that you can just see and just just enjoy, or and then there's your brain just thinking away. And mine just comes up with all sorts all the time, yeah. like bombard. I mean, I'd, if what goes on in other people's brains is the same as what goes on in mine, then good luck, good luck to everyone. There's a like lot of noise. I have a lot of noise. Such yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, and it's not. 
sometimes is really bad, like the yeah. amount of noise, especially if I'm not feeling good or something bad has happened. It can drag you into it. You just find hard to focus on regular things because there's just so much noise. Yeah. Um, and the best days are when there's very little noise. That's why things like sitting on the beach is really good. Yeah. It's not when there's billions of other people around because I just get worried about getting hit in the head with a frisbee or something. <laughs> but... but um, it can be really problematic. So were you shown how to sort of ignore the noise? Or well, we did lots. No, but you don't ignore it. That's the thing. You um, you just recognise okay. that it's there. You just sort of mm. almost label it. And you go like, oh, thinking. Yeah. Your brain's thinking. There it is. It's like learning to understand it, isn't it? I saw a therapist a couple yeah. of years ago and this, that labelling thing was... If someone had told me this really amazing. years ago, it would have been a lot easier to live... Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't know what the brain did or where it, how it behaved. Because like now that the kids I, my flatmates' kids, they do a bit of mindfulness at school and stuff. So it's really good. Like they they're sort of learning these things, and you like, I don't know if they do it like full on, but at least they're approaching the subject, mm. and you're like, okay. Like your your brain just does stuff sometimes, and you're not in control of it. It's just sort of. I think it thinks it's trying to help you. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's actually trying to work out everything it's that's presented to, rash- to you yeah. all in one go yeah, all yeah, the totally. time, isn't it's it? It's trying to rationalise something and you're yeah. like, you're not going to work this out, brain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put that one over just there. Just chill, man. So, yeah, so I've learned to just at least label it and go, thinking, I still get sucked into it a lot, but um, sort of overthinking. But then when you remember, you go, just, just chill, just remember it's just your brain, just thinking and then you're like okay right snap out of it it's especially in a world when there's so much more noise now and so much more ego and you know with regards to like feeding your ego with online communication like my daughter's 13 and she's going through kind of hell sometimes on instagram yeah validating yourself so that added to all the other noises mindfulness in school was definitely a good idea yeah it must be horrible now like growing up with instagram and, and, and those things because I am I find myself fully addicted to it like you, you'll you um, sort of load it up maybe even in the middle of the night like it's one of the things I'll just check my phone have a little scroll and then I'll just fall fall, fall back to sleep but um, yeah it's quite quite sad really isn't it yeah but yeah totally I try not addictive. to yeah. but then I end up doing it and we I'm started like, putting all our doing? phones downstairs in the night so that we go to bed without a phone even close to the bed oh that's good and, and it's really helped us all with our sleeping, with our sort of habits. But I had to actually buy a proper torch. To find your to phone find in the middle of the night. Right? <laughs> 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 I just can't, when I'm itching to look at my phone at 2am, I can't find it. Because I, I realised how much he I He sleeps downstairs now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Next to his phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same though. Like you wake up mm. and you're ah, oh, just it's three o'clock. I've just done a little just, like just a, check Instagram at three o'clock in the morning. Like you know, and then you sort of check yourself going like, I know this is wrong. Yeah. I know I've got, this is an illness. and But you're still doing it. Yeah. And then scroll. This is an illness. Like, like. Like, like, like. like. Yeah, it's, it's so wrong. So we normally uh, end the show mm. with um, some quick fire questions. Oh my goodness. Oh, is it going to be like one of those kids' ones? Yeah. Yeah. Like smash hits. Smash hits. 
Yeah. Yeah. The first one, yeah. aren't going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were hoping. So, uh, <laughs> so first up, we've got which superpower would you choose and superhero, superhero outfit of, would you choose? They don't have to be from the same superhero. Oh, my God. Superhero. Uh, oh, I have to be quick, don't I? No, no, what, no, no what, we can be skill, ages. We say quick you fire, what? you can take. Oh, you can just take be, ages. Just, time's relative, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. man. Especially when you, we can edit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut, just That's cut my it all superpower. Yeah. <laughs> the edit <Eight> man. <laughs> Editor. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Just chill, take time. <laughs> I think I'm thinking invisible. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Flying. Because I fly a lot in my dreams. Can you fly in your dreams? I used to. Yeah. Right. I don't so much anymore. Go on, tell us about it's flying. Well, the, the, the flying thing. But there's one thing you do. I haven't practiced it for ages, but it's. um. You look at your hands and then you, you keep flipping. When you're awake, you keep looking at your hands and you keep turning them around. And you look at them and you keep turning it back and do that. And you sort of get, get into your brain that you can, you're looking at your hands and you turn it around. Oh, it's the back of my hands. So there's that. And then when you're dreaming, this you, you'll look at your hands and then maybe you'll turn it and all of a sudden it'll start, it'll dissolve into like a dog or something <laughs> or a paw and you're like and then you go I'm dreaming this and then you're aware and then you're aw- you're sort of aware I can't remember there's a name for it lucid uh, dreaming lucid dreaming yeah. exactly so it's lucid dreaming um, and then and it's only happened once because I did it I spent like a week looking <laughs> looking at my hand and looking at the back and going like I'm going to train my brain and then I did the lucid dreaming and I flew all over the place and, and you and you go I'm going to fly. And you fly. And where where a, did you go? Into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, we used to fly about. But it's so real. It's so realistic. I used to have flying dreams. But what I'd do is I would just tuck my legs up from the knees and just be like normal and floating around with my arms either side of my body at about lamppost height. And I remember one of these dreams, there were some kids on the street and they were like, well, this is some dream. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't mock me, you try and do it. And then they were trying to do it but not getting more than a metre off the ground. Yeah. And I like, quite advanced like, totally, it turns out. It was a really shaky flying dreams. That is such a low flying, isn't it? First, so low. First <laughs> dream I've ever had recently. Yeah, come oh, on. Don't, you're up there. Up in the sky. Yeah. But it only happened once. Oh. I'm definitely like going to try that now. You try it, try it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had other dreams where I'm flying, but I've not been in control. That was yeah. the one where I was yeah, fully so... in control. like, um, And it, it was amazing. Better than real life. I'm going to try that. Maybe you could retreat into the dream world. I have good times in the dream world. <laughs> 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 and do you have a special outfit that you... Oh yeah, the outfit. Um, Any likely you want to something that can be cleaned easily. There's no judgment here. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> uh, which Disney character do you most associate with? <laughs> As he looks into the distance. 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> are they not? Are they all the same or like? Um, like is Pluto not good enough? Is Disney is uh, Disney? I was think, thinking Mouse Pluto too? actually, yeah, because he's a bit. Of, what is he? He's like a sort of weird, silly dog. Uh, well, there's a, there's a, in Stand by Me they talk about the fact that uh, Plu, there's Pluto and then there's Brutus. Is it? There's two dogs anyway, and one of them can talk and the other one can't. And one's a dog, and oh. one's like a dog master that can talk. It's very weird. Yeah. What do you mean? Not, not there Brutus. There are two dogs. There are not, two well, dogs. Not Brutus. I don't think it's Brutus. Popeye. He's a bad guy. No, no. Right, in, yeah. in the Disney crew, there are two dogs, and one behaves like a dog, and one behaves. Who's Goofy? Goofy can talk. Oh and yeah, stands you're on right. Two legs. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then the other dog. Oh yes. Is a dog. That's weird, isn't it? Goofy's weird. Yeah. Goofy's I weird. Him. I would, I would trust more Pluto than Goofy. Yeah. yeah, he's a weird. So he's a talk. He's a talking dog. Yeah. And he's always like. We've talked a bit about talking dogs already today, haven't we? Scooby Doo. Yeah. Scraggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So pl- I don't. Pl- so good character. Oh, I don't know. Um, or is there another character like that you most? Uh, I don't really think like that. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping you were. Oh God! You tell me. Go on, on. Minnie Mouse. Oh yes, <laughs> I, love, I am Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Um, so which idea do you wish you'd thought of? Oh yes, you said this. Yes, um, probably something like. I suppose you want to be creative, but I would say like Velcro or something <laughs> like that, or zip zip seal bags. I bet because they make a lot of money out of yeah. those. Like, yeah, I just want to come up with the most. Mon- that'd be the best if you just come up with the most useless. Well, not useful thing, but just like something so simple. Something like, that could go in the Betterware catalogue. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, you made millions, you know. Mm, yeah. You made absolutely millions out of that. Oh, it's just that thing that seals that thing. Oh, I millions. I still remember reading a little article about like the 14-year-olds that were the first people to import micro-scooters into the UK, and they became like multi-millionaires right, within a couple of years. Right, because the, the, the license to import them. Yeah, because like, yeah. nobody else, they liked them, thought they'd bring a load in. Little bastards! No, imagine that. And you're like, it's not even a, it's not even a, a, an idea, is it? Didn't it's even like, make it. Didn't Someone make else's it. else's idea. You just went, oh, we'll just sell it here, and you're like, okay. But oh, yeah, I wish I was then. Like, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> just a, anything that was successful, maybe. I wish I'd thought of that. Which uh, object, thing, or person would you most like to vandalise? Whoa, person! <laughs> so you just draw on them. Want on their face, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably most of the people on the reality shows on ITV okay. at the minute, I probably draw on their faces. Do you watch those? Yeah, shows I do, but I watch do. them all. Yeah, do you disdain, do you disdain <laughs> yeah. the people as well? I watch them and I, 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 I shout at the t- well, no, shout at the TV, but like I go, idiots, <laughs> idiots, look at them. <laughs> Look at me watching them, idiots. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the idiot. I've drawn my own face. <laughs> um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, see, I don't like... Oh, I don't really like karaoke. But I did do it once. I have to get really drunk and then I can do karaoke. And then it'd be like, whatever's on the screen. Like, I, 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 oh, I can't sing can't perform so there's no there's no go-to 
Right. Because about... it'd be like, go to the dark part of the bar and try and hide away. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no shower song or anything that you... Like if you're on your own right no, now. No, I seem to have go. a lot of theme tunes that I make up in my own head that I kind of walk around the house going... I'll do that. But it doesn't develop into a full song. Amazing. Like the stairs theme. Oh, I'm walking down the stairs. Who or what do you find funny? Friends... Lots, lots of friends that I know are, are funny. Like it's good just just chatting with people who are like minded. Yeah, they're the funniest because mm. you can actually say stuff that's really surreal, and it's quite nice. You have that really, It's nice when you meet people that are on the same page, and you can have that. And it's almost like you've known them for years, and you're like, brilliant. We can now just get on with having a good surreal chat yeah. about yeah. stuff and mm. not. not no so yeah, talk. so. I mean, yeah, there's people on TV that are, like, funny, but a lot of my friends say funnier things. Yeah. And I like them. Well, and it's something about creating that shared universe, I mm. think, where you're, like, you all know what you're talking about, but nobody else does. I bet if people overhear conversation, they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> friends, man. <laughs> Peace and love. <laughs> And and the final question, can art change the world? It can try. <laughs> but you've got to take all your money out of the banks and put it into Bitcoin. <laughs> so can art change the world? Yeah, you are. It can, I swear, it can try and it can keep trying and that's good. Let's just keep trying. Yeah, will yeah. it? Who knows? Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. For being Yay, on the, thank on you. We're going to interview yeah. Buddy now. Yes, Buddy, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? You Buddy, you were so good. You were good. A bit of a dodgy star, but then you sorted it. <laughs> Thanks to Tomino for the theme music, for Bison Beer for sponsoring this episode, our families for supporting us on this journey, and most importantly, you, the listeners, for tuning in and following our ventures with no ideas. Follow us on Instagram and like and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a comment if you can, but only nice ones. Check out our website, noideaspodcast.co.uk for the extra bits to accompany the shows. We'll be back next month with more ideas. Ideas.